Exiame Domine, quia omo peccator sum. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> All of us should know effortlessly the words of the act of contrition. O oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended thee because of thy just punishments, but most of all, because they offend thee, my God, who are all good and deserving of all my love, firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more, to avoid the near occasion of sin. Amen. With the coast of Maine on my brain, I'm reminded of the story I've probably relayed to you before of the <clears throat> lobster boat that was going down in a storm and the two lobstermen, knowing that the Coast Guard would not get to them in time, were desperate. And the one said to the other, I don't, I don't know any prayers. Do you know, do you know any prayers? And the other lobsterman said, I, well, I don't, but I, I live next door to a Catholic church and I hear their prayers. So the other one said, go ahead. So they get down on their knees <clears throat> and the other lobsterman starts with B, 16, N, 21, <laughs> G, 30. So obviously that's not good enough. We need to know the act of contrition. Not just then, not just in times of distress, but at the very beginning, with whether it be your grandchildren, your children, your godchildren, before First Holy Communion, prior to First Confession, there are months that are well spent memorizing the act of contrition. The confessional is already daunting enough. It's small. It's not very well lit. On a bad day, it doesn't smell very good. And then for a little one to know that they're supposed to go in, but they're not exactly certain what to say, just adds burden on top of burden. However, when they have it memorized, they're excited to be able to say it. When they've been praying the act of contrition for days and weeks and months on end, they're thrilled to be able to go into the confessional and say the prayer that they've made part of their lives. Even in some parishes, as you can imagine, where first penance is done in more creative ways, Still, according to um, the rubrics, it's possible to have the pastor lead everyone in the act of contrition before everyone goes into the confessional. That way the little kids don't have to do the act of contrition on their own. <clears throat> Pause. Realize that the traditional form of the sacrament of penance requires the penitent to pray the act of contrition before going to the sacrament. While the priest prays the act of absolution, it would be customary for him to say, and go ahead and say the act of contrition again. But even the traditional form presumes that the, that the act of contrition has happened before going and confessing your sins. So what happens when the little ones are at a penance service, basically, and they're in effect discouraged from praying the act of contrition because Obviously, the priest can't be bothered to wait so long for it to take uh, a few extra minutes. 99 out of 100 of the little ones come in, and they want to say the act of contrition again because they've learned it. They've memorized it. They, they, 
They want to show off, which is okay in that instance. How beautiful it is to see someone who is so ready to say, I am a sinner. I sinned. And I resolved to change my life. You see that relief on their little faces, whether it be this big breath or wiping their brow, they're thrilled. It's as though you see your little one all of a sudden be an old person for a moment, where you, you sense that they had a great burden of which they've been just relieved. It's beautiful. So different from so many of us who are complicated as we get older. We try to minimize our sins, even cover them or ignore them. It's painful for the confessor to hear the sin wrapped up in alibi and excuse and extenuating circumstances. Now, obviously, I should mention two things. One, if you deal with scrupulosity, just plug your ears and just don't listen to anything I have to say today. Secondly, I'm not talking about the people who say, I missed Sunday Mass because I was in the hospital. Okay, That's not an extenuating circumstance. That changes categorically what happened, right? That's not even a sin. So there are circumstances which we should divulge because it actually helps to explain was this a sin or was it, a, was it deliberate or not. That aside, what I'm sharing is the pain of hearing people admit that they sinned, but then bend over backwards to try to sound like they're not a sinner, to make it look good somehow. It's never painful. It is always beautiful for a priest to hear a confession of just simply the statement of the sin and, and the, the admission of I was responsible and I'm sorry. Or I wasn't thinking, but I should have been thinking. I shouldn't have let that happen. And I'm sorry. It's beautiful. Remember that instance I probably told you about already when I was in St. Agnes helping out many days for three years, now under the care of Opus Dei on 43rd Street, a block away from Grand Central Terminal in New York City, where almost a million people are coming and going every day. There's a lot of penitents from a lot of places. If you've been to my confessional, you know that if you haven't wrapped up your confession with, and I'm sorry for these and all my sins, I'll usually prompt you just to tie a nice little ribbon around a good confession. I'll ask, and are you sorry for all your sins? To which the reply usually is yes, or yes, of course, or certainly, or absolutely, and that's wonderful. Occasionally, the response seems to be lacking something, in which case there's always a follow-up question. If you hear the follow-up question, I'm not picking on you. It's just to make sure that this is an integral confession. Because when we pray the act of contrition, we're saying, by the help of thy grace, I will sin no more and avoid the near occasion of sin. Instead of just saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I just hope it just never happens again. Instead of saying, I just hope I never, you know, pull that trigger, whether it be in my heart or in my mouth or in my actions, that's going to set us up for failure. 
because the act of contrition, true repentance, actually necessarily involves the firm purpose of amendment. I'm going to change my life. And so there was that memorable penitent in Manhattan who, having heard the question and the follow-up question, just simply barked at me, look, Father, your job is to give me absolution. The confessional screen is not a great venue for a conversation, let alone for dressing somebody down. So a penance and a blessing, and off we go. But hearing that, or hearing it again, hopefully is so shocking that it reminds us of what the proper disposition is. Like Peter in the Gospel, I'm a sinful man. I make no bones about it. Sometimes we even ignore that we sin. Yesterday on the way home from the cathedral, we ordained two new priests yesterday, which is a great blessing. We have four priests going in new directions. One is going to James Madison to be the chaplain, and one's going to the Navy to be a full-time chaplain. Two of our priests are taking custody of Precious Blood Parish and Culpeper, which is good. And then with two newly ordained priests, we have two coming back from Rome from graduate studies. So we have four four coming in, four expanding in different directions. So it's a net zero, which means we need a lot more vocations. Pray for vocations from our families. On the way back from the cathedral yesterday, coming on Old Dominion where it, it widens into two lanes, right, where you can take the corkscrew turn up to Kirby, you know, right where... Uh, a moose is and the gas station is on the corner after the Safeway. I'm describing it adequately. I was looking at that long line of cars at the red light to go north on Old Dominion, so the right lane was wide open, or seemingly so, until I got to, just before the gas station, there was a BMW totally blocking that right lane because she was insistent on sticking her nose into getting on the northbound traffic for Old Dominion. And as much as a truck can tap its horn, I tapped my horn to indicate you could back up a few feet and let me go, and then you could go right back to where you were before. And instead, the young person with sign language basically communicated to me that I need to get on that road going that direction, that's why I'm staying right here. Wow. The windshield is not a great venue for a conversation, let alone dressing somebody down. So nice little smile and a wave, and off we go. Not only do we consider so frequently our wants to be reasonable, we even consider our rudeness to be reasonable. We even want to try to make our sins sound reasonable. Not St. Peter. Exiame domine, quia oma peccator sum. But by the end of his years with our Lord, he won't say exiame, he won't say leave me. His perfect tears of contrition after betraying our Lord three times. And he knows that the only hope is Christ, the only hope is forgiveness. The only hope is the love and the mercy 
of our Lord's sacred heart. At the beginning of Holy Mass, we admit to each other our sins. The priest goes first, asking all of you, speaking to the Master of Ceremonies in the plural, vobis, orate pro me, ad dominum deum nostrum, pray for me because I am a sinner. And then you, represented by the MC, or hopefully saying the prayer yourself, ask me to pray for you. And at the end, how do we pray all of this together? Non sum dinius, udintere subtectum meam, setantum degberabot, sanabitur anima mea. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.